0: Do you know somebody who won't wear their seatbelt? Well, if they won't listen to their car's dinging, maybe you should add some of your own.
1: Ding, 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 ding. Go ahead, ding, kids. Chime ding, in. Ding, ding, ding.
0: Hey, you, on the street, ding, tell this guy to wear a seatbelt. Ding ding, ding,
1: ding, ding.
0: Yep, it's okay to speak up, because you know what? You could save their life. Learn more at buckleupva.com. A message from the Virginia Department of Motor Vehicles.
1: Looking for news that cuts through the noise? Want the unfiltered inside scoop on today's top headlines?
0: Then it's time for you to check out News Talk 105.9 WMAL, home to radio legends Dan Bongino, Mark Levin, Ben Shapiro, and more.
1: WMAL delivers agenda-free coverage of everything going on in the DMV and around the globe.
0: Visit WMAL.com or download the WMAL app to tune in live today. News Talk 105.9 WMAL.
1: Making sense of the news
0: can't get enough of the Let's Go Eat show? Do you want access to exclusive episodes of the podcast, exclusive videos, exclusive blogs, and the exclusive Make Mine a Double T-shirt? Did I mention they're exclusive? That means you can't get them anywhere else, but Patreon.com. One or all of these things can be yours for about the cost of a double shot of Old Forester bourbon. Please go to Patreon.com or download the Patreon app and search for Let's Go Eat Show. It's super easy and will help us continue to make the Let's Go Eat show for years to come. That's Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Patreon.com slash Let's Go Eat Show. Thank you. Um, before we get into this podcast, I want to know, have we done a disclaimer yet Uh, no, why don't you do it now? You know, the following podcast does not represent the views of Broadway media or, or pretty much anybody else. It doesn't even really represent the views of its host Mm -mm. or the producers or guests or even the guests. Right. It doesn't really represent the views of anyone. Don't hold us accountable for nothing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But especially Broadway media. Uh, Also, I should tell you that the following podcast will probably contain adult language. Just, yep, just so probably. you know. Probably. Right. Okay. Uh, all right. The Let's Go Eat Show is created and produced on a PC laptop's computer. Woohoo. New computers are starting at just $7.99. PC laptops, we love you. I don't say that nearly as well as Dan does. We, lo- we love you. PC laptops, we love you. That was better. Dan says it way better. We'll practice later. All right, uh, this uh, let's go eat show is about gays and rodeos. Woohoo! It's the Utah Gay Rodeo Association. We're going to be talking to uh, Kevin Hillman, uh, who's on the board of directors. He's a trustee on the board of directors of the Utah Gay Rodeo Association. Okay, and we're going to be talking to uh, Ray Ann Grow, who is a uh, president of the Utah Gay Rodeo Association, Ooh. and. Uh, You're going to say, well, where can I go see the gay rodeo in Utah? Well, you can't because it has not been functioning for a while. used to be uh, in its heyday, there used to be uh, quite a bit of gay rodeo in Utah, but it has fallen on hard times. And uh, Kevin and Rayanne, they are working diligently along with other gay rodeo uh, supporters to uh, bring gay rodeo back to Utah. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, We uh, want to thank the fine folks uh, over at the... uh, Oasis Cafe. Oasis Cafe for hosting us uh, there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and as I it, had a fruit cup. Yeah, as it turns out that, uh, how fitting. Hey. As, uh, as it turns out, Kevin is uh, longtime friends with uh, Will, the manager. Right. Uh, has known him forever. I have a feeling Kevin is longtime friends with pretty oh, much but, anybody. Yeah, because he's Ke- that kind of guy. Kevin Hillman, he's been around Salt Lake forever and ever, and mm-hmm. he just he knows people, and he's a nice guy. Right. And uh, and so is uh, Will, the manager of the Oasis, yes. who has been the manager of the Oasis for a long time. Mm-hmm. Great people. Oh, they're all and and Ann seemed to be a very nice person as well. Yes. All right. So, uh, oh, let me just remind you of one thing. Uh, if you go to Patreon.com and look for the Let's Go Eat show, we would appreciate your support. All right. Here it is. Gay Rodeo. And, uh, Rayanne, are you on a board and all that stuff? I'm the president. Of the Utah Gay Rodeo? Utah Gay Rodeo. Uh-huh. Well, see, we should talk to you, too. That's why I made her come. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... So now I met you, Kevin, uh, at an event, a fundraising event, and uh, you were raising money for the Utah Gay Rodeo Association, uh, and I uh, I guess I didn't know Gay Rodeo was still alive in, in Utah, and you said, well, it isn't right now. Um and uh, But I do remember a time when there was the, the Gay Rodeo Association, Utah Gay Rodeo so- Association. And, uh, I, and I don't remember. I mentioned a guy that we had on our show a long, long time ago uh, who who came on and told, talked about it. And I don't remember his name now. Did, did I? It could have been
2: uh, several different people. It was a oh. guy
0: from Utah County. Was it could have been it? Clark Monk. Clark Monk. That's exactly who it was. Clark okay. Monk. Is he still around? Yeah. Yeah, is he still rodeo- rodeoing a little bit?
2: Yeah. He uh, has settled down with his partner, and they're raising his partner's grandchildren.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say, "and they're raising cattle." <laughs> no, <laughs> but although raising grandchildren can be a lot like raising cattle, probably. probably. Yeah. So, so I uh, can we talk? Uh, and also with us here is Rayanne Grow. Yeah. She's the president of the Utah Gay Rodeo Association, and uh, Kevin is on the. Tr- you're a trustee, and you're a uh, representative to the Inter International yes. Gay Rodeo Association. Right, right. So, we're, I don't know exactly where to start. Maybe the history of gay rodeo in Utah, or okay, is that a good? Okay, is That's that a good place to all start? Right, so, uh, first of all, first of all, why? I assume there have always been gay cowboys. Well, they, they think many of the guys who rode the cattle trails were gay. Sure. So. I mean, it, we, we assume that there have, there have always been gay people. Right. And if there, there, back when there were cowboys, there were gay cowboys. There's just no doubt about that. So there, And there's been rodeo for a long time. Right. So there have been gay people in the rodeo, but they weren't probably, they didn't say much about it. They no. were not. They were not
2: out even, about it. Even to this day, that's pretty. It's kind of quiet on the what would be considered the straight circuit, the mm-hmm. regular rodeo circuit.
0: But there are probably some gay cowboys on the. Are, is there? Is there anybody out on the straight rodeo circuit? Do you know of?
2: Um, I can't say anybody right off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm sure there are. I know there are women who compete who are. Oh, yeah. Whether or not they're out on the circuit or not, I don't mm-hmm. know. But mm-hmm. I know that they are. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to men i i can't really tell you i have heard rumors but it's like anything sure. a- until they admit it themselves and it's you, their own private
0: yeah and that and that's not really the i guess so i guess that gay rodeo associations started so that there could be so that you could be who you are and do rodeo yeah it's it actually
2: evolved more into that. It actually started as a fundraiser in Reno, Nevada, back in the seventies, to raise money for some different uh, charitable organizations, and morphed into raising money for HIV and AIDS. Uh-huh. And so, from the late seventies up to about nineteen eighty five, is that when it was Ray? Yeah. The then the International Gay Rodeo Association formed, and they started having chapters throughout the United States or organizations and uh, some of the first organizations were in Denver, Colorado, Phoenix, Arizona, I think New Mexico was in there, yes. California, mm-hmm. um, Kansas and places like that and it started to promote what we now have as our gay rodeo circuit at that time with bylaws and rules and mm-hmm. things of that nature. In Utah, gay rodeo started in the 80s, I think probably in the early 80s because we had actual guys from Utah going and competing at the Reno rodeos and winning buckles and things at those rodeos so the first incarnation of gay rodeo in Utah was called the Golden Spike Gay Rodeo Association <laughs> and up until 1989 that's how they recognized themselves and then in 1989 when they decided to become a member of the International Gay Rodeo Association the, the Ackerman, acronym that GSGRA Was what California had, is the California State Gay Rodeo Association. So they changed their name to the Utah Gay Rodeo Association and then were seated in 1989 with the International. And the International provides the background for uh, judges and officials and sanction our rodeos and then they help produce a finals rodeo every year. Mm. And UGRA was around and had their first rodeo. Well, actually, we held the first convention here in Utah in 1997 of the international and then utah held their first rodeo in 2000 and we had a rodeo in 2000 2001 and 2002 and 2004. the first three were held at the utah state fair park and the other one up in farmington and then in 2016 they uh or six they closed their doors and then 2016 we brought back and got reseated with the international gay rodeo association and now this year we're going to in November host the international gay rodeo convention here in salt lake city for the 15th 16th 17th 18th and 19th so of of what month of november yeah.
0: of november that's and where will that be at the university, university mark P- marriott, U- Par-
1: university, park marriott. Par- university park marriott yeah oh okay. <laughs> i yeah. never get the name right yeah <laughs> so now
0: So there is a long, uh, I mean, that's a long history of gay rodeo, not only in the United States, but in Utah, stretching back into the late 70s and the 80s. How well attended has it been over the years?
2: Back in the early 70s and 80s hundreds of thousands of people traveled to reno they had to open cl- shuttered hotels to put people up mm. when i went in 83 and 84 uh our grand marshals were people like bett midler and uh oh, really? joan rivers <laughs> um we actually stayed in a hotel where there was no rooms left in reno we had 15 people sleeping in one hotel room there was that many people there they brought buses in from all over the country mm. Then when it became the IGRA and we became more of a, a rodeo rodeo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of just a, a play day and people competing for uh, the awards, um, the attendance was anywhere between four and 500. And in the 1990s, we probably hit our peak where some of the rodeos would have as many as two, 3,000 people attend during the weekend.
0: Now, wait. You said it, it was a, when it became a rodeo rodeo. What was it before... It was a rodeo rodeo. Before, it was a bunch of people who wanted to be
2: able to put on a, a show for people in a rodeo setting. And so what they did was they got people in to come and compete for buckles. But it was pretty loose-knit, and there wasn't a lot of rules wrote wrote down, and there wasn't a lot of
0: I get things you.
2: to go on. So it was kind of a, a play day. Yeah. But they were serious. A lot of these kids were serious cowboys. The boys here from Utah that went and competed had been competing in rodeo since they were in high school and things like that. Yeah. So,
0: so there there was livestock involved sometimes and sometimes not. And uh, yeah.
2: yeah, there there was always livestock involved, but
0: <laughs> but it was it was more of a show than a than people riding
2: Bronx and stuff like that. Right. They actually, you might say, went to the auction yard and picked up some animals to bring to the rodeo to so they'd have something to ride and and uh, have a. Some steers to rope and calves to rope and things like that. And, Of course, they did the stuff like barrel racing and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But it was a loose knit organization until 1985. We didn't have any really any rules or guidelines or uh, bylaws
0: that they really followed. And then somebody said, you know, let's just get serious about this rodeo business and let's cowboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it
2: when it when it became more organized, it became. It was there because in that those days you couldn't be out as a a gay person and and rodeo and so gay rodeo became a place where those of us who grew up on farms and ranches and rodeoing all our lives like Mm rayanne could go and be ourselves and Mm -hmm. not worry about uh anybody judging us and and we competed right along with Mm -hmm. with one another and and we had a lot of competition back in those days and to this day they still compete heavily with one another and there's some of them are really really good cowboys and uh, it was sad back in those days because a lot of people when they competed would um, basically how can I put it they didn't want anybody to know who they were we didn't allow cameras into the rodeo grounds to take pictures of people uh, people uh, competed under Aliases or mm-hmm. the initials
0: it really is too bad, but
2: but we've come to the point now that we have what several documentaries made yeah, about, about gay rodeo mm. um, queens and cowboys Queens and cowboys uh, a year on the gay rodeo circuit was released as a documentary here a few years ago. If you want to see a a story about a gay cowboy who wants to become the international gay rodeo association all around cowboy mm-hmm. it follows him and his life through a year of rodeo and we even get the filmmaker to get on a bull i think in the movie so,
0: <laughs> so uh now, well, let me let me ask you this you say you say it's the international gay rodeo association are there some uh, rodeos outside of the country where does it
2: we used to have uh canada uh and that's why it was called the international mm-hmm. um i think canada is trying to get back involved mm-hmm. again but mm-hmm. they've been gone for a couple of years mm-hmm. but we decided to keep the name because we have so many people competing from other parts of the country and the world mm-hmm. on our circuit mm-hmm.
0: so so listen let me look, can i get into your, your both of your backgrounds a little bit do you mind about you know ray ray ann uh kevin said you grew up ranching and on a around
1: i grew up showing horses shoeing horses showing
0: showing horses yeah, here in utah showing.
1: i did yeah in murray uh-huh yeah we grew. Up, I grew up showing Appaloosa horses all over the country, mm-hmm. raising them and mm-hmm. breeding them. And
0: you're with your with your family. With my family. Yeah, and uh, can you talk about your family a little bit? Did they know? Uh, did they know you were gay at some point?
1: And um. Yeah, they found out.
0: They found out <laughs> you didn't tell them.
1: No. <laughs>
0: and no. And that did that go poorly? That went very poorly. No. Yeah. Yeah. And how how is it today? Any. Um, I don't talk to my family no yeah. it's yeah but this is my family Kevin's your family that's nice the gay rodeo is yeah. my family yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, so so did you start competing in the rodeo when it what, what was I
1: did um, back then you didn't when you were performance people you didn't compete in the rodeos well I did the cardinal sin and wanted a barrel race mm-hmm. that didn't go over well No. And then I met this silly cowboy that introduced me to, to gay rodeo. And then I took on the calf roping and the riding steers and shoot-dogging, which is like... Um,
2: she leaves out the part when she says shoot-dogging that she won the buckle at the Nevada Rodeo
0: in 1996. 96. What? 96. Shoot-dogging, is that? Steer wrestling. Steer wrestling. Where, yep. uh, where you have to... I never... That just seems crazy to me where you, you ride along no. real fast alongside the steer and then drop down on it. And
1: Actually, we're a little crazier. Yeah. We put them in the buck and chute yeah. and drag them out 10 feet and then throw them.
0: That is crazy.
2: We can't afford the eighty thousand dollar hazing horses that have to be in the arena to ride up
0: alongside those steers. And how about you, Kevin? Where? What's your background? Yeah, because when I first met you, I said to myself, "That man's a cowboy." I mean, you could tell he just grew up a cowboy.
2: Well, it's interesting. I actually, as I tell people, I grew up on a spud farm in Idaho. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my mother's family were registered Hereford cattle breeders. And so I was around the cattle industry and my grandfather on my father's side and his brothers were horse people. And we always had a love for rodeo in, in my family. I was on our high school rodeo, my high school rodeo team and, uh, kind of moved on after high school and went to college and went to work. And in 19, 82 and 83 when i went to the reno rodeos i didn't really know a lot about them and i wasn't rodeoing a lot at that time and then in 89 when i settled down here in salt lake for good um someone took me down to the phoenix rodeo and we went to the international gay rodeo finals in phoenix and i got the bug found out there was about the gay rodeo here in utah and got involved with them at that time and then started competing on the circuit what
0: what your you have specialties that you
2: well, I, I didn't do – well, that's not true. I did some rough stock, but I, like I say, I'm not a, a true rough stock rider because I still have some of my marbles left. <laughs> uh, but I, did, I tried it a little bit, dipped my finger in there. Mm-hmm. But then pretty much everything else, uh, if I had the ability to do it, I did. Uh, in Gay Rodeo, we have 14 events.
0: So, four, so break it down for people a little bit, too. You say, well, I don't do much rough stock. What does that mean? And okay. then, so what do you do? Well, rough stock, in gay rodeo, we have
2: uh, rough stock, roping, riding, or speed events, and camp events. In rough stock, we have uh, bareback bronc riding, and we just introduced uh, ranch style. Ranch
1: style bronc riding. Bronc
2: riding, which means you basically take the saddle off your regular horse and put it on another horse in the, in the chute and ride it out. Mm-hmm. Kind of a catch-as-catch-can type of ride. Uh-huh. We have bull riding, and then we have steer riding, which mm-hmm. just or that, and then shoot dogging, like we explained. It's inst- we climb down into the bucking chute shoot with the steer, and mm-hmm. then have to dog it when we get it ten feet out. From you, the you really like that?
0: Oh, dude. I loved it. My favorite <laughs> event. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah? and it's I I love shoot dogging.
1: I, I, mm, I love it. I love it.
2: I missed the buckle at one of the rodeos by point oh oh one hundredths of a second. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's always been my my uh, mm-hmm. what. Horn in my side, I guess. And then uh, we have speed events, which is barrel racing, pole bending, and flag race. Pole bending? Pole bending. You watch those dogs on TV that weave through the poles? Oh, yeah. Same idea, except you do it on a horse. Yeah. And then flag race, you have a flag on a barrel, and you run in with the horse, grab the flag out of the barrel, run around, and try to plant it in the barrel on the other side. Yeah,
0: I've seen that done.
2: Then we have three roping events. Uh, We have team roping, which is a co-ed event, mm-hmm. and then we have calf, calf roping on calf. foot. Oh, breakaway, breakaway calf roping, which uh, they have in a lot of the high school rodeo, the girls mainly do. Mm-hmm. And then we have calf roping on foot, which is an entry level event where you just stand down by the uh, box where the calf is and you call for the calf, they let it out and you try and catch it when it comes out. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, our camp events, which are unique to gay rodeo, but the ideas have been stolen from other groups. We have goat dressing, steer decorating, and the wild drag race.
0: So, goat
2: dressing. Goat dressing.
0: Goat dressing. I can imagine. Uh,
2: my best time in goat dressing is 9.2 seconds, so I'm pretty do, proud of that. Do,
0: do, do everybody has to put the same outfit on goat. You have a goat? pair of
2: men's tidy whities, mm-hmm. and you have a team of two. You have a goat 40 feet tethered away on a 30 feet tethered Mm -hmm. and 10 feet on a 10 foot lead you have to run down and two of you put the underwear on the back legs of the goat and run back and tag in so (laughs) it's a entry level event that anybody can do and and it's a lot of fun and a lot of people it's Mm -hmm. the most entered event we have at our rodeos, so it pays out the best of Mm -hmm. all of them and there's prize money involved right it's called jackpot do you know what jackpot is no If you're going to compete in that event, you pay a certain dollar amount to compete. And then the money is broken out amongst the top winners of that event each day. Mm -hmm. And we do that on a Saturday and a Sunday. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of Sunday, the person or persons who did the best in that event will win a buckle. And they will be considered the buckle winner for that that weekend rodeo. Mm -hmm. So then we have what's called steer decorating. And it kind of comes from the event where... At a lot of rodeos, they'll have the guy on a horse, he'll run out, he'll rope the calf, the gal will come and rip the ribbon off the calf's tail and run it back. Well, for us, we have a steer in the chute. We really have, like
1: the chutes. <laughs> she
2: likes to be the tail. No. Uh, and you have horn. it's horns, or have a rope around it. Yeah. You let, the, let him out, he has to come out completely of the chute, I'm not sure if You have to
1: clear 10 feet.
2: Uh, is it 10 feet yep. now? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Then someone has to tie the ribbon on the tail of the steer, not getting kicked. Then uh, you've got to get the horns, the rope off the horns, and the 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 tail person, as we call them, Uh runs back and tags in for your time. So and that can that's a pretty competitive event. Mm -hmm. And then we have the wild drag race, which is you have to have a cowgirl Uh or someone who identifies as female, a cowboy or someone who identifies as male. And then you have to have a drag, and the drag can be whoever, as okay. long as they are in either female attire or a costume of some kind. We've had a, a number of different outfits out there. Uh, one of the people I competed with was in a uh, full sh- Las Vegas showgirl outfit. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. and the object is, is the cowgirl stands at the 10-feet mark holding the rope. They let the calf, the steer out of the chute. The cowboy is at the 70-foot mark with the drag. He can run. They can run up and help her. They have to get that steer down to the 70-foot line, and then the drag has to get on the steer and has to straddle the steer. They can't flower sack on it or whatever. Right. And then they have to get that steer back across the 70-foot line with oh the drag Lord. riding it. It's our. It's the event that we have the most injuries in of all of our well, rodeo and <laughs> events. And
0: that's a jackpot event. It's all jackpot. It's all jackpot. So. So. And how many days do you do this usually?
1: Two days. Two-day rodeo. It's a Saturday and a Sunday.
0: And so what... This is an expensive undertaking, it would seem to me. You need stock, first of all. You need buckles. Those aren't cheap for prizes. You need some... Not all the events are jackpot events, are they? They're all jackpot. They, They all... So you don't really need...
2: Prize money. Yeah, there are what we call added money and prize added prize money.
1: There is.
2: Added money just goes into the general pot and Mm -hmm. is divided up, and then prize money can actually go like the all-around cowboy might. When he wins or cowgirl wins, they will get maybe $250 along with their buckle.
0: And you have to rent a a venue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to advertise. You have to advertise. There's stuff I know I'm overlooking. What does it cost to put on a two-day gay rodeo event? Do you think a I'm lot of them are saying what
1: seventy to a hundred thousand?
2: They're trying to keep them around sixty thousand, but it's expensive. Uh, your livestock can cost up to ten thousand dollars, eight thousand to ten, depending on your venue. Uh, it can be uh, anywhere from ten to twenty thousand dollars for your venue you try to stay under that as much as possible and not only do you have those expenses you also have the expenses of the officials that you bring into the rodeo oh, yeah. to judge and and keep score uh the majority of our rodeos, though are all volunteer so most of those people volunteer their time Announcers, announcer. They All volunteer there. their time to uh, mm-hmm. come and, and judge the rodeo, yeah. set the barrels up, set the poles up, run the gates,
0: run the livestock through the. Do you need chute. clowns, or or do you call? Do they call call them clowns anymore? Or do they have to be. Uh,
2: they call them bullfighters. Bullfighters, and we ask our stock producer to produce the bullfighter. But a lot of the rodeos, in addition to the bullfighter, will have someone who would be considered a rodeo clown mm-hmm. who goes around and entertains the audience. Mm-hmm. And they they usually do that for free. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have all of that. And then on top of that, you have evening events where you might have a, an entertainer come in to perform. And uh, then, of course, you have... The, the thing about gay rodeo it's tried to incorporate all parts of western lifestyle not only the rodeo part of it but the country and dance part of it as well as um, we have what's called ro- royalty or mr oh, yeah. Ms. and mr gay rodeos and they are a fundraising arm of each rodeo and they go out and help raise money not only for the rodeo but for the community at large and uh then they can go on and compete for the international gay rodeo titles, and then they raise money for the international as well as other charities. It has so. to be a pretty elaborate,
0: pretty elaborate. It is. When and so when was the last one we did here? 2004. You're shooting to do another one when?
1: I keep saying two years.
0: <laughs> In two years?
1: Yeah. We got to raise the money. Yeah. We got to find a good venue where everybody can, from Salt Lake or around Salt Lake, can come and watch. I want to share this with everybody because it's so important to us and I can see that it's uh, I can see
0: that it's important to you that but I think I can see that you think it's it is important for people to see it yeah gay and straight alike
1: yeah it is because it's a part of our history be it gay or straight Mm. the West was one on horseback, we had cows, we had everything. This is the lifestyle that we live, and we've just let it go.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think you, uh, could, yeah, go ahead, Kevin. I was just going to say, also, a very important part of gay rodeo, it's our family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, people who I have, sorry, <laughs> I shouldn't have went there. People who I have met on the gay rodeo circuit are the people who have been lifetime friends. Mm-hmm people who have been there for me and supported me when I needed it and uh, even to this day when you talk to the new people who are coming into gay rodeo uh, that's one of the first things a lot of them will say is is they found a new family because Mm -hmm. everybody does help each other Um, one of the aspects we haven't touched we've been talking a lot about gay rodeo but we have a lot of straight people come and compete with us
1: I was just going to ask about that we do Uh, we have a, a little bull rider that rides with us now. He just started. Um, he's only been riding a year, and he really wants to ride bulls. He hasn't lost all his marbles yet either.
2: <laughs> but he did win a buckle he, in the steer riding, didn't he? He, he did. Yeah.
1: And the first thing he said to me when he got back home from Colorado is, I have a new family. <laughs> Everybody accepted him. The kid he rode against took him to dinner that night, and he was surprised. That's what we do. Mm. We're just, and he helped him pull his rope. But then he got on his bull and went out and tried to beat him. Yeah. It's, It's really
2: interesting, too, because in high school rodeo and around the country, women aren't allowed to compete on the rough stock. Now, in the gay rodeo, the women compete on the same rough stock as the men would compete on. And there's a lot of women who come and compete on our circuit just so they can ride bulls and ride broncs mm-hmm. and, and do some of those other things. One of the top female bull riders in the country back in the 90s is from here in Utah. She lives down in Lehigh. Uh, when this kid rode his bull the other day, I sent her a note and asked her if it made her want a rodeo again. And she says, it does, but I can still feel that last bronc ride on my hip. So, <laughs> so she isn't really thrilled about doing getting back on livestock again but these are people that you might not see for 10 15 years and yet when you run into them again you can pick up right off where you left off because you have a common
0: bond with this rodeo so uh it's interesting to me too that even though uh uh, the rodeo the gay rodeo hasn't been done around uh, done here uh, for a few years, there still is gay rodeo that you guys can uh, sort of participate in, see, be a part of. Uh, but it's but it's important to keep it to to have it coalesce here again, and, and this and be a big part of the International Gay Rodeo Association here.
2: Yeah, we have a rodeo coming up in Las Vegas here, mm-hmm. and uh, this year we've had about I can't remember ten rodeos on the circuit. But uh, we've been as far east as Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, uh, Missouri, uh, Texas, California, uh, the Buck in the Bays coming up later this year.
0: Um, and are these ro- events pretty well attended? and
2: The Arizona rodeo this year was attended one of the best attendance we've had at a rodeo in a lo-
0: long time. Mm-hmm. And the other
2: rodeos are it just depends on each rodeo for some reason, whether or not that community comes out and supports mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And we're like all rodeo across the United States, even in the PRCA and those rodeos are struggling to get, get people into the seats. I, w- I was
0: going to ask about that, just rodeo in general. Right. But what is what the health of rodeo in in general in America? Good, bad, stagnant?
2: I think from what I read and what I've seen, it's it's in a decline right now, but I think like anything it's reciprocal and we'll see rodeo come back mm-hmm. uh, I think especially in the gay community yeah. um, we we banded together so closely because we weren't accepted and now these younger men and women are accepted to be able to compete with their peers mm-hmm. in, ro- in high school rodeo and, and things like that I mean the gay cowboys I know in high school rodeo that my nieces and nephew compete against have no problem mm-hmm. with them and they're friends, and so they stay together, and and they go to college, and they all stay friends. But we're starting to see that these kids who uh, are gay, are their friends, are getting married, and they're having kids, and they don't have time for them anymore. And we're starting to see these late twenties, early thirties kids who are looking for something to do, who have a Western background, and I think we can we'll see an insurgent of new young blood, and it really needs. We really need that in gay rodeo. Yeah. I mean, our oldest competitor right now is they're getting into their 70s on the gay rodeo
0: circuit, and they're still competing mm-hmm. so so uh, what about, so what about the fundraising? Uh, what are you guys doing to try and <laughs> corporate sponsorships, I know would be really important they'd be very important. Uh, right now, Marcel our fundraising is doing
2: barbecues. Uh, down at some of the bar and having a barbecue every Sunday, second Sunday second. of the month, down at the Sun Trap. Mm-hmm. So, anybody wants to come down there? We, uh, during the summer, had a fundraiser, and anybody who uh, came and ate with us, we gave them a ticket for a drawing that we were giving away a tabletop grill, a $150 certificate for uh, one of the local meat, meat companies. companies. Mm-hmm and some other things along with that about five hundred dollars worth of stuff and we gave that away yesterday so uh we're hoping to do that again Mm -hmm. and then we do like the other gay communities have always done we do drag shows Mm -hmm. and fundraisers of that nature Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah i'm just i'm just now it's going through my mind like corporate who you know you got to yeah you got to find a corporate sponsor
2: Well, alcohol is a big corporate sponsor for rodeo all around. And those are some of the people that we approach. And then you have some of your local businesses who will help out a Mm -hmm. lot. And a lot of your local gay and Mm -hmm. lesbian businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, Back in the early 90s when I co chaired Gay Pride Day here in Utah, I did it for four years. And you couldn't get a corporate sponsor that wasn't an alcohol to touch you. They wouldn't have anything to do with you. So when I help produce pride day uh back in those times it it was just our community that was doing it and within a few years uh those corporate sponsorships started coming in and now you see a lot of them at a lot of different pride events and also our rodeos we see corporate sponsorships um the beer industry came in heavily on gay rodeo in the 80s and 90s and uh, I always got a kick out of it. The big corporate beer sponsor at that time said they went around to every community uh, around the country that they went to. I should say, they found out the number one consumer of beer was their gay bars. <laughs> 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 so they said, "Well, that's a good idea to start marketing to that that demographic." And so yeah. we got a lot of support. And it since has waned. I'm not sure why,
0: but uh, do you now? Uh, do you are you guys the marketing department or do you have marketing for that or is it you two it's pretty much us it's you yeah. guys yeah us so, and our members yeah so I mean um, you know anybody listening to this if you if you're interested in mar- helping them market it I mean that would be you know that would be awesome for yeah. us yeah somebody who just markets knows how to do that and knows how to find money um, so if people want to find out more about it and and help, or just they're curious, what's the best way to do it?
1: They can go on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, at Utah Gay Rodeo mm-hmm. Association. Um, our webpage needs some help, but it's Utah Gay Rodeo Association also. And we're working on our webpage now. Um,
2: and if you... Internationally, uh, the you know, IGR Way, International Gay Rodeo Association, or IGRA website, igra.com, lists all of our rodeos and where they're going to be and when they're going to be and all of our events. It talks, it has all the rules of rodeo and what you have to do to compete. It talks about all the different associations we have. About 20 different associations right now mm-hmm. involved, uh, and it also gives you the opportunity to donate if you want to, mm-hmm. to IGRA or help you find a local rodeo association that uh, you might want to be involved with. Are you, are
0: with. you a non- registered nonprofit and all that? We're a 501c3 yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: And that is actually now required to be seated with the International Gay Rodeo Association to be a 501c3. So the IGRA is also a 501c3. And uh, as our mission statement states, we're there to promote the Western lifestyle and to also educate people about it mm-hmm. but also to support our communities along the way.
0: I think the nice thing about it too is that if you just think back a little earlier in this interview um, it's it's in, it's an inclusive um, organization It's you don't have to be gay to be in the gay rodeo uh, and as a matter of fact it might be a really interesting way if you're even interested in rodeo a little bit and you're not a cowboy but you just think you know, it might be kind of fun to be in rodeo. It's a way to do it.
2: There's plenty of things to do without working with livestock. Uh, our timers, our scorekeepers, uh, the fundraising side of it, the dance side of it, the entertainment side of it. Uh, I mean, it encompasses so much of everything that it, anybody should be able to find a spot if they want to be involved and uh, have their talents. Mm-hmm i always laugh because uh when i talk about gay rodeo my husband he grew up a city boy in california and when we first got together him getting on a horse was never heard of and he still won't get on one (laughs) but uh when we first got together i got him to get in the arena and do goat dressing with me he did it for two days and said that was enough but uh it was fun because we were able to do it together, mm-hmm. and uh, he supports me in my uh, goat endeavors. dressing pursuits, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my crazy <laughs> things, and and it's really nice because you see a lot of the spouses of of competitors mm-hmm. setting in the stands and cheering them mm-hmm. on, and when my was complete when I was competing a lot, my husband and a bunch of the other. Uh, Partners or mm-hmm. whatever no. they called themselves the rodeo widows. So, <laughs> <laughs> but they're they most of them are also very very supportive of mm-hmm. us. So yeah. uh, there's something for everybody though to do. So yeah. even uh, if it's just take care of the cowboy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or cowgirl.
0: Yeah, and take take care of it when you when you got those broken ribs and those <laughs> which happens. Oh, you know happens I have never
2: broken a bone rodeoing.
0: <laughs> Shouldn't say that. Kevin. <laughs>
2: Shouldn't say it. I'm. I don't know why. I've mm. took some pretty good spills, mm. but I've never broken mm.
0: a bone. <laughs> well, listen. I hope it's a. I hope you guys get it going, and um, I think with the. Uh, yeah, Dylan.
1: So you're, you'll you'll get it going in two years, right? I'm working on it, and and we'll ask you again
0: in two years. It might still be, but uh, as soon as you get it going, let us know. And I think I'll commit. Bill will come out and announce for the gay rodeo. I don't know if I know enough about Rodeo to announce it, but I could (laughs) certainly sit there and make smart-ass comments along. I used to love to, when I was a kid, I'd go to the Rodeo up in Ogden, the Ogden Pioneer Days Rodeo, and um, the announcer, so it was Cotton Rosser in the Flying U Rodeo, he was the stock guy. And he was, I think he was married to an Allred, and that's my last name. He married this, uh, uh, and, and, but there was an announcer there who I think was pretty famous. His name was Gene Fike, I want to say. And um, so, and they had a clown, and they never, back in the day, they would never mic the clown. So they'd say, you know, they'd say, hey, hey there, you know, clowny. What are you doing? And you hear the clown oh, I You said you got you got a you got, what you, you you what do you you got a, a where you going with that clock? i <laughs> well, I got a thrash, You're gonna throw it throw it out the window. What for? <laughs> I got a saber. Oh, you want to see time fly? I see. Because <laughs> <'cause> you can, <laughs> Yeah, the the clowns have some great
2: jokes. Um, nowadays, with the mics on them, they do a yeah. lot of things. One of my favorite acts was. Uh, a nonverbal act where they had the clown come out, and then the other clown was dressed as a woman, and they were going to do a photograph of the the clown dressed as a woman and uh, with her horse, and they're having trouble with the old-time photography, and has the black skirt over the camera, and. He goes to adjust something, and, and the other clown comes over there and throws the black skirt over her head, and she's got a black skirt on. And then the other clown comes up and throws the black her skirt over his head. And, and anyway, that it's one of my favorite favorite stunts.
0: So, well, it's uh, it's it's something it's a, certainly a part of America. Uh, I hope I hope you do it and keep us informed, and and uh, we'll we'll be there for you. Thank you. Uh, and anything else we can do, let us know. Uh, Kevin Hillman and Ray-Ann Grow. Gro. Ray-Ann, right? Ray-Ann Gro. Uh It's Utah Gay Rodeo. Best of luck. Thank Ye- you. Yee-haw. Yee-haw. <laughs> <laughs> like I also say, uh, we're probably one of the largest
2: associations that have been around for a long time. And even in our own community, people don't know we exist. So yeah. if you hear this, yeah. talk about us.
0: Yeah, do and uh, oh, do you want to leave any kind of just oh we we did this UtahGayRodeo dot. You com. mentioned com okay utahgayrodeo.com. All right, thanks a lot. That's it for the Let's Go Eat show. Oh, uh, thank you to our the fine folks at uh, uh, the Oasis Cafe. Um, thanks, Will, the manager. Uh, thanks, Dylan, for producing the show. I'm Bill Allred. Remember, if you're pouring drinks, always make mine a double.